Welcome to another episode of the Jam Pack Report today for March the 22nd of 2021. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it's your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoyed the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But you know what the best way to start off your week truly is? A slew of disappointing superhero gaming announcements. Because we have plenty of those for you today. First and foremost, Gotham Knights has been delayed into 2022. Gotham Knights on Twitter writes, quote, We are giving the game more time to deliver the best possible experience for players. Thank you to our amazing fans for your tremendous support of Gotham Knights. We look forward to showcasing more of the game in the coming months. End quote. My question, how does this impact the development and subsequent release of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League? Because originally, Gotham Knights was slated for a 2021 release, and then Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League was set for 2022, which it is still set for today. So are we getting two pretty big DC-centric games in one year? That's the question that I am left with. In my opinion, I think it would be a good move to space these games out. Now, I'm not a publisher, I'm not a developer, so they can make the choice that best suits them. But I feel like these player bases overlap, because you will have hardcore DC fans digging into both of these titles. They will love Gotham Knights, they will love Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. And so spread those out, push Suicide Squad to 2023. I don't really see a problem in that. It's kind of expected at this point because of the ongoing global pandemic that is winding down and things are beginning to return to normal, but we forget that there has been a year of isolation and a year of working remotely that is impacting the games that are going to be coming out for the next two to three years. And so Jason Schreier said it best a couple of months back. These delays are the first of many to come because we are just now realizing the impact that this socially isolated period has had on video game development. And not only in the world of gaming, but projects around the world have been pushed back because of what has happened, which is completely and totally understandable. In fact, I want to uh, show you guys this tweet thread here. Somebody on Twitter said, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And somebody else replied, there was a pandemic, Nate. It's a pandemic. It's understandable that these games get pushed back. It is completely and totally okay. That is not a problem whatsoever. Uh, So with all that being said, don't expect Gotham Knights in 2021. But not all things are peachy keen on the other side of the fence in the Marvel Universe either because the Spider-Man DLC for Marvel's Avengers from Crystal Dynamics is being developed but it's not coming before Black Panther. Now, for those that don't know what that means, in short, you have a content roadmap here. And so, March, you have Operation Hawkeye Future Imperfect, which is out now. Coming in spring, you have the Tachyon Anomaly, the Red Room Takeover. Then summer and beyond, you have Cosmic Cube, Wasteland Patrol, and the War for Wakanda expansion, which introduces Black Panther. So... You have War for Wakanda coming at the very tail end of the summer and beyond time frame on the content roadmap, and Spider-Man is not coming anytime before that. So the question is, at what point does Spider-Man actually get added? Are we talking about sometime in October, November, maybe December? Could it be pushed back into 2022? Big questions remain here, and my big question is, how is this being received by the team at Sony that probably paid a pretty penny uh, for this exclusive DLC to be thrown their way? 
But even beyond that, talking about the Avengers itself, I discussed it a bit last week during our Square Enix Presents discussion uh, on an episode of the podcast, and I have faith that the Avengers can come back. I've seen screenshots posted on Twitter over the weekend. The game looks beautiful. It looks fantastic on PlayStation 5. But at the same time, I worry about this content roadmap and how deep it will be and how fleshed out these pieces of content will be, because currently, I don't hear a lot of people talking about the new Operation Hawkeye Future Imperfect, uh, but this provides the foundation to build on for the future. Now you have the next generation version, you have the upgrade system where people can jump on and continue playing. This is where they really start to ramp things up. I personally would love to jump in with the War for Wakanda expansion because that sounds like a good entry point where there is plenty of DLC to go back and experience. There is the original story that people have been telling me is very, very good. And so I would like to check it out at that point. But at the same time, uh, this Spider-Man DLC, although it's not a huge deal, uh, was a huge financial fiscal deal for Sony. And for a lot of people, again, it directed their choice of where to play the game. And for the hardest of core fans, if that's something you want to really, uh, that's not really a good descriptor, is it? But for those that are very into the Marvel Universe, they could have chosen to buy a PlayStation 5 over an Xbox Series X or a PC potentially because of that console exclusivity for Spider-Man. And now it's just kind of out there in the ether. Uh, so something to consider. Very interesting stuff here. But stay tuned. I am sure Square Enix will share more when the time comes. But if you do want to read the entire rundown from IGN, I highly recommend it. Uh, they sat down with Crystal Dynamics head of studio Scott Amos to talk more about the 2021 roadmap. And he said, quote, I can tell you that formally, officially, people are working on him right now, Amos replied in regards to Spider-Man, so it is still on our roadmap for the future. We'll see when it officially comes out, but interesting stuff to say the least. But look forward to May because it looks like a Battlefield 6 reveal is on the way. This news comes from Jeff Grubb, a trusted industry insider who had a recent live stream in which he was asked when somebody would reveal the next Battlefield game. When are we going to be getting more details? And he replied shortly with May. Things are still fluid, he continued. They have not announced anything publicly yet, but my understanding is that they are probably looking at May. So again, take this as a rumor for the time being, take this as something that was heard through the grapevine, but that does absolutely add up. If I had to guess, looking at years past with previous Battlefield games, it's probably going to be something along the lines of a soft reveal where you have a 30 second stinger trailer, uh, you have something that showcases a little bit of the setting potentially, nothing too heavy, and then they tease something for June, the big month where a lot of video game news uh, spawns, and I think that's more than likely the route there going to go. Very excited to see what the next Battlefield looks like. In fact, last night I downloaded Battlefield 3 Premium Edition uh, through EA Play, which is included with Game Pass, and I started playing it on PC and immediately jumping into Caspian Border, having that modern setting, picking up an AK. It felt right. I love modern Battlefield games. And to be quite frank with you, no game that has come since Battlefield 3 has really done it for me. Battlefield 3 is a phenomenal game. It is one that I poured hundreds of hours into. And if they can either remaster that or bring that same energy into the next game they release, I will absolutely be a happy camper. I love Battlefield 3 and that's what I want more of. But we'll see what they come up with because Battlefield 6 is coming soon with a reveal potentially coming in May. 
Though another interesting story that broke over the weekend, Microsoft appears to be prepping for an Xbox Live rebrand, dropping the legacy name and going with what appears to be the Xbox Network. Now, this is for players that are on the alpha build, and The Verge's Tom Warren shared a screenshot to Twitter saying Xbox Network, and then the screenshot says upload to the Xbox Network rather than upload to Xbox Live, as it normally would say when you capture a screenshot or a video snippet from your gameplay. Then Evil Boris wrote, the dashboard no longer refers to it as Xbox Live, and so you can see managed captures on the Xbox network. This comes just a couple of weeks after the huge Xbox Live gold price increase debacle, where essentially Microsoft announced that the price of gold would be going up by a pretty significant amount. And it was clearly a move to try and push people towards the cheaper alternative, or the slightly more but more sensible alternative, I should say, which is an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate membership. Because you could just pay for Xbox Live Gold, or for just a couple of extra bucks a month, you could just go up to Game Pass Ultimate and get hundreds of games across every platform you could possibly play on in the Xbox ecosystem. Fans weren't privy to that because they still want that affordable Xbox Live Games with Gold subscription that provides the online connectivity and a couple of free games per month that, quite frankly, many people often overlook. And so once that fan feedback was heard, they made one of those 11th hour decisions very late in the night to reverse the decision they had made and instead go with keeping Xbox Live at the exact same price. And on top of that, they have made free-to-play games free in the future. That is still something that is being worked on. But up until this point, if you wanted to play something like Call of Duty Warzone, you still had to play, or excuse me, you still had to pay for Xbox Live Gold, as compared to the PlayStation Network, where you do not have to do that. Anybody can play a free-to-play game without having to play uh, or pay for the PlayStation Network. And so... Looking forward to the future, I think the timeline was probably something like this. They make the announcement that Games with Gold is going to be getting an increase. or the So looking to the future, I think that it probably went something like this. Xbox Live Gold price increase is announced. Fan feedback is heard. They reverse the decision. An internal meeting comes and they say, what's the next step with this? How do we fix this problem? And they began to build out the future of the Xbox Live network. And so they probably chose to rebrand it and consolidate that branding. This also goes into Major Nelson, an icon in the Xbox space, who changed his official name, his official job title. Major Nelson's, uh, or excuse me, Xbox Live's Major Nelson is what he has been for a number of years at this point. Now he is Xbox's Major Nelson. And while that might be something that's very minute, that is a significant change because that has been his title for a very long time. So interesting to say the least, and we will probably hear more in the coming days. In fact, I would not be surprised if some kind of announcement was made later today. So stay tuned, hit that subscribe button if you have not already done so, and we'll talk about it as soon as the news breaks. But to round out today's show, a group has shared 700 PS2 game prototypes, including Shadow of the Colossus, Final Fantasy X, and more. This news comes from VGC, a video games chronicle if you do want to get some fantastic coverage. But the group responsible is the Hidden Palace, which is a small collection of individuals that are collecting demos that have supposedly been lost to history. And this is the ultimate form of preservation here. If you don't know or you're new to the channel, I love video game preservation because this is an art. This is something that 
thousands of people across history have worked to create. And to see these demo discs, even just the demo disc, lost to history is something that really does crush me. And so these people have been saving games like Spyro into the Dragonfly, God Hand, Ratchet and Clank, Raymond 3. The list goes on, and there's this huge live stream from the Hidden Palace, the group behind uh, the Project Deluge, which is the collection of games that they have created here through basically saving demo discs and collecting them from those that used to work in the industry. Uh, even Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 is included here in the coverage, but this is a thread of some of the discs that were collected for this purpose. And I love when you see stuff like this, where it is just a media review copy of Terminator 3 Redemption, Embargo 9-7, media review for review only. This kind of stuff gets me. I adore this content. Whenever you have a label of Castlevania Lament of Innocence, a review code, Konami Confidential, this kind of stuff is irreplaceable. It's something that is very important. Very, very important. Because seeing the Sly Cooper logo written in Sharpie on a DVD-ROM with Sly Cooper reviewable 823 on it, I don't know what it is, but I cannot get enough of this kind of content. And truly, uh, to those that are at the Hidden Palace, I want to make it very clear. You have collected 900 gigs of data that is invaluable to the gaming space. This is a fantastic uh, piece of news for me because it shows these games are going to be remembered. They're going to be respected. Uh, and even the demos are part of the experience of creating these games and bringing them to market and establishing franchises that continue to shape the industry into what it is today. This is amazing and I wanted to share it with you all today. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below and let me know what stories caught your eye. But specifically, how do you feel about Gotham Knights getting delayed? And on top of that, what do you think about Spider-Man not being included in the Avengers yet? Would love to hear your thoughts. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic Monday. I'll talk to you soon and peace.